0: Welcome to another episode of the Coaching Business Podcast with Max Torno and Nikita Gunkiewicz. As a coach, consultant, expert, or agency, it is your responsibility to make sure your business grows and thrives constantly. Especially in times like these, it's becoming more and more important to listen to mentors who not only provide you with the right know how, but who also make sure you can execute the right steps to increase your revenue and scale. Max Tornow and Nikita Gunkowicz have shown hundreds of clients how to build and scale successful six- and seven-figure online coaching, consulting, or agency businesses. And in this very podcast, you will learn their secrets to higher profits, happier clients, and achieving more freedom.
1: All right, welcome back to the episode of the podcast. Hello, hello, we're here together. Yeah, this time together. (laughs) When was the last time we had an episode together? 20 episodes ago or something like November or something like that crazy anyways today we want to talk about what not to do on a sales call for all of you who are selling (laughs) who are doing sales calls what not to do and the reason we wanted to talk about that is because you know lately we've seen a lot I think over the years we've seen a lot but lately especially I think we've seen a bunch of of instances <laughs> that were pretty interesting. But what happened to your phone cover? Yeah, away? I need a new one. Well, maybe I don't need one but how does it even get to there? I have no idea. It's Did always... So Nikita has an iPhone, what is that, Max, Pro Max? Yep. Or is it just a Ma- No, it's Pro no, Max, it's right? Pro, no. And it's just like, okay. Did you like rip this part yeah, off? Yeah, someone just ripped it off myself. Someone, yeah, yeah. yeah. You do? You, you, oh, somehow you did it yourself. I'm pretty sure you did. Yeah, yourself. of course I did it myself. Yeah. But the thing is, like with the with the bigger iPhones, I I can't. So my fingers are too fat. I can't. Like I can't. They're too short. Like I can't reach the opposite end and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's bad. And you know what else is bad? Sitting in a sales call, not being dressed properly. That's really bad. That's like no offense, but I've seen people show up to a sales call pitching a program that is like $6,000 and they're sitting there in their hoodie. And it's not even an Armani hoodie. (laughs) It's just some cheap, no brand hoodie. Like they just came from the gym. And the problem with that is what you have to realize is like the person on the other end, most of the time doesn't have a lot of info about you. Right, they're just like, okay, this is, I guess, the service that they can bring me. So they don't even know that you're serious. They don't even know that you're extremely dedicated to your client. They don't even know that you're really good at it. All they'll see is a guy in sports clothes and a shitty hoodie. And the problem is, you could be all these things. You could be amazing. You could be absolute pro at what you're doing. But the other person on the other end is going to judge you upon what they see. And you can be as good as you want in the sales. It's crazy. We've seen people representing companies, representing marketers that are actually really good. And then I see a salesperson there sitting there in a hoodie. I'm like, what is this? Where is the office environment? Could that person at least possess the decency of putting on a polo shirt? 100%. I mean, why not, right? Nothing speaks against it. Exactly. And it doesn't hurt you putting on a polo shirt. You know <laughs> Exactly. <laughs>
2: Same goes obviously pretty similar topic in as well, obviously when it comes to looking professional. Of course your environment should look professional mm-hmm. as way well, and should be professional. I mean so many things that that I've seen go wrong in those kind of instances. Mm-hmm. Somebody has, I don't know, the bat in the background. <laughs> unmade. Uh, unmade unmade, exactly. <laughs> some cows in the background. Has right? some I don't know, some kids posters in the background. Like yeah. why?
1: Why why would you do that? Why do you hurt yourself that much? Exactly. Like especially if, if you're a business, like it depends. Like look if you if you have a sales team, make sure they have at least a banner or a logo in the background. Ideally, of course, you have an office with a proper professional office environment where the person sits at a desk. But even if you're just, you know, a solopreneur, you yourself, at least dedicate a corner of your living room slash bedroom where you have proper lighting, where you have at least a white wall behind you, where you can look somewhat professional. At least that. But oftentimes we see things like you see like how the roof goes behind, you know, like in an attic room where the, where the, where the walls are not straight, where you can see like the roof behind you. Mm-hmm. Like it, it just looks unprofessional. I'm like, this guy is sitting here in his attic <laughs> <laughs> trying to tell me about how great his program is. And I'd be like, if his program was that great, he would sit in a normal environment <laughs> exactly. not his mom's attic. 100%. So yeah, your environment in the background. Didn't you also have a guy lately that had a cat in the back, or did I just dream about that? No, they were like, not even one kid, couple of kids running around. <laughs> couple of. Kids. But if, I mean, it wouldn't be that bad if
2: you know, be someone in the background a little bit, right? <laughs> uh, it's it's okay. But it was like literally running
1: in front of the in, in front of the keyboard oh. on the keyboard itself. <laughs>
2: like this was not cool anymore i
1: didn't even know you said a couple okay because that makes it you know like one cat is okay guys one
2: cat summer right it's okay
1: right <laughs> like, why not you have a cat in your office it's okay but multiple cats okay <laughs> this guy's a crazy cat person <laughs> you know? and he's teaching me about his money making or whatever is he's, he's like just has a cat all right uh yeah that's that's whack this is the definition of whack don't do that i, sp- I mean especially if it jumps on your laptop yeah like teach your cat some manners or put it <laughs> on the other side of the room or something like that. but it's again like it's not even hard to avoid such things like i said you can have an unmade bedroom behind the laptop you can have cats running around turn the camera right away so it's just you in front of a wall get a banner printed out for 30 bucks with your logo and your name on it hanging up behind you get a ring light for 15 bucks off Amazon and boom, you're golden. And that alone pays itself off because I'm sure that if, if you're one of these guys that looks weird and whack and has a whack background, I'm pretty sure you've at least cost yourself a close. And if you're selling high ticket, that means you've just cost yourself $2,000 by not having a proper, by not wearing a $9 polo shirt, you know, congrats. You just, you just, you shot yourself in the
2: foot. 100%, 100%. Also what, yeah, it just makes your life easier, right? So obviously you can still close with a cat running around. You can still yep. close while wearing a hoodie. Of course, it still works, but again, it just gets a little bit harder. You probably most likely get this objection: people won't trust you. Mm. People don't see the value of the program, mm. and that all has to do with, with your with your looks, appearance, and yeah, style around you. And therefore, just
1: make your life easier and adjust these kind of things. And you could say like, "Oh, it's so superficial," blah, blah, blah. And yeah, it is. You know. That's the rules, I didn't make the rules. But then again, like if I'm just over the last two months, I don't know how much money I've spent just on like mentors, on hiring mentors, hiring uh, experts and so on and so forth. And like, just from my perspective too, is like I give people a lot of slack when I'm on a call, when I really wanna buy with them from them already, I give them a lot of slack. And I'm like, you could have made this much easier if you just did two things differently. You know what else I saw lately? Um, it was a great conversation that I've had. Like it was a consulting call, and I knew I was going to be pitched. And the person's a real expert at what he does. Big shout out. Absolutely, I was not going to name him because I'm working with him now, and he's and he's crushing it at his respective field. But I could tell he's not that good at sales. He was kind of nervous, and that was okay. And he consulted me. He told me what I needed to do. And then I literally, funny enough, I told uh, I told my team visuals, who was on the call with me, I could tell five seconds before he was about to pitch that he's pitching now. Mm -hmm. And you know why? Because number one, he changed his body language. He was like sitting more upright. Number two, his intonation changed. And number three, he all of a sudden started fumbling around with this glass of water he had. So there was a glass of water. I could see it in the video screen and he never touched a glass of water, but then for the first time, he didn't even drink from it. He like touched it and moved it from left to right. I'm like, okay, now here comes the pitch. And it's one of these things that you're going to get used to with more and more practice, but like a pitch is nothing special. It's not something where you're going to take away from somebody now, or it's not going to be something difficult. It's like a pitch is a pitch. It's like, okay, we can do these things. It's going to be $5,000. If you want to sign up, we can do it right now. That's it. You have to speak naturally. You have to have your body language naturally and for God's sake, don't try to just fumble around now and talk around it. It was funny because he started, he started mentioning, he started some sentences and then stopped in the middle of it. He's like, <laughs> you know, I have to have expenses. I have to pay the office. So the price is 3k. And cause again, cause I loved him and I respected him for his expertise. I just said like, okay, sounds good. And then you could literally see how he was like surprised. He's like, Oh, uh, really? And I'm like, yeah. How can I pay? 100%.
2: That's a really, really important thing, which you should also for sure either never not do or, yeah, if, if you talk about it, right? Uh, and that is not assuming that you'll sell. Because what mm. I've seen recently a lot is that people go into a closing call. And they've had so many calls and it didn't close and they're a little bit down, mm. right? And they just start the call already with this like feeling, yeah, I'm just here to waste my time. I'm just here to sit here, listen. He's not a gonna bit. buy anyway. It's not gonna buy anyway, uh. it's not worth it. I would rather I don't know, watch Netflix. <laughs> and of course, if you start a call like that, of course you won't sell. Yeah. Right? Of course, so you should always start the call with this mindset, Hey, at the end of this call, I'll close the deal. Even if you haven't closed enough five deals before, that's true. You should always assume that, hey. The next one will be a close, and if it's not, it's also okay. But at least um, you started with the right mindset. With that, you can obviously also enjoy the process way
1: more. Yeah, it's so true. Like people think themselves into this like downward spiral. It's like, oh, it's gonna be another close And But like every close is completely different. It's a new chance. Yep. Just like every day is different. Like every, one day you wake up, uh, you live in your apartment. Theoretically, you just move out the next day. You know, it's like every day, every new consulting or closing call is a new chance for you to close. So you always got to separate these. Um, and that's, and that's really, really key. And the other point that I've seen a lot lately as well from some people that come to us is because it goes along with that, not expecting to close. is like, they don't have any payment method or contract ready. Mm-hmm. How insane are you? Like, and then the person says yes. And then you have nothing for them to pay right away. It was also the case for that call that i've referenced earlier i was like yeah okay 3k uh, 3k a month actually i was like okay how how do i pay and he's like oh i'll send you i'll send you the email later and i'm like okay i mean i'll be happy to pay but if i was on the fence this would definitely be one of the situations where i would now think about it as he's sending the email later and then funny enough i i was keen to get started so like an hour after the sales call i reached out to him again on whatsapp and i was like hey are you gonna send me the invoice (laughs) you know and he's like oh yeah i'll send it to you later and i'm like cool do you you have my email he's like actually no i don't what's your email and i'm like hey i haven't given you a lot of slack here like if i had been on the fence i would have i would just ghost you at this point and then you would have wasted your time 100 percent so therefore always make sure that
2: everything in your power that you get, uh, the contract and the payment, ideally on the call, it's somehow possible. Do everything yep. in your power that works. doesn't work all of the times. There are some instances where the payment won't go through, but obviously make sure you do everything in your power.
1: Yeah, Be- especially with beginners. They're like, oh yeah, we had such a good connection. Everything was great. I'm sure they're going to pay. I, I just, I'm calling him tomorrow and then they call tomorrow and they never pick up again. And, and the thing is like you're doing that client a disservice as well because they were in your call initially because they have a pain because they have a problem that they want to have fixed. And now maybe they got cold feet, but you know what? i got a lot of cold feet and a lot of epic things that i was about to do as well and i was happy that i did it eventually mm-hmm. i got cold feet when we were uh jumping out of an airplane skydiving i was like i do i do not want to do that i was on the you know the they you know that moment have you done skydiving? you have done skydiving yeah, I have too. Done in Dubai, yeah. so you fly up right and it's all pretty nice because it's an airplane and then they strap you to that other guy and it's still pretty nice because you're inside an airplane you've been inside an airplane before but then this like alarm goes, I was
0: like,
1: <laughs> and then they open the door and it's like, <laughs> and you're like, oh, oh, yeah, now it's getting real. All right. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> and then the first guy just like hops out and just like, woof, they just fly off, you know, they get just sucked out. And you're like, oh, geez. Oh, geez. And they're like, you're next, you know, and you're like, or you try to remember what they told you, you know, not to hold on. You <laughs> sold them to the plane. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 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 I'm wondering what I, I'm wondering how that works. But like yeah. what what if you hold on? I'm pretty sure it's just gonna rip you. You know, it's gonna rip up your hand yeah, and it's, then you it's just fly to it just Sucks you out. Dude. <laughs> only some crews can do that. Yeah, yeah. Only <laughs> <laughs> he actually did do that. You see that, it. yeah. Yeah. yeah the, uh, well, is it Rogue, Rogue Nation? Rogue Rogue Nation, Rogue Nation, Rogue Nation. Yeah. He did do that. Crazy. They had to put in like some eye, eye, eye drops or something so his eyes wouldn't dry up or something from the from the wind. Yeah. Only Joe Cruz can do that. (laughs) But it's like, yeah, that's, that's your client holding on. No, I don't want to do it. And and he's causing himself much more pain. Right. And you give him an opportunity to bail out if you don't have everything ready. And to be honest, like again, for people who are absolutely ready to buy and they might have high standards. And if you say, Oh, I don't have anything ready now to take your payment. Number one, it can strike some people as weird. And then they say, look, I was literally about to pay you right now, but this is unprofessional and awkward right now. I changed my mind. You can go from completely warm and ready to buy to like cold. And I don't want to buy from that anymore. Also on top of that, it's kind of strange too, because it makes you think like, okay, the person doesn't even have payment details ready. Like how often does he actually get clients? Mm-hmm. Like this seems like this is like something completely out of the norm for this guy. Something is off. So they can literally change their mind, change their mind just from that. So don't do that on sales calls. For sure. I think of course as well, what I've also have seen a lot of people don't even go
2: the slightest into objection handling. <laughs> uh, <laughs> of course, why would you do that? I mean, if there's some more questions, obviously go for it. Yep, uh, yep. Ask them some questions, what's the reason? What holds you back? What keeps you from doing it? And maybe you both realize it's even a better decision to start together. Again, maybe you realize it's not the best decision to start, right? Yeah. But then you've asked, at, at least you know where, where, where you're at, right? True. Yeah. Uh, so therefore, of course, help your clients to make a decision because it's the only job you have is, uh, that you have as a sales guy. You have to help people making decisions. Yeah. And if you don't even do objection handling, you're not helping anybody at all. Because often people don't know their own objections
1: themselves and you can only figure it out through talking together. It's crazy. Like you were literally the other day on a call with somebody and you wanted to buy from them and And you were like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm not sure if I want to do it now. You were not super convinced. Like, I want to do it maybe next week. And they're like, okay, good. Sounds good. See you. Yeah. (laughs) Like... Okay. Okay. So then in my head, okay, it's probably not that important for, for them themselves. not even that urgent. Exactly. It's like, and, and of course, like on one hand, you want to seem like you don't care. It's like, look, buy from me or not. My life is fine. Yeah. But if you do it to that, an extreme where you don't even ask them what's wrong. It's like that person doesn't even care about me. Mm-hmm. Like what's the uncertainty that's holding me back here? That guy doesn't even care about it.
2: I mean, how should they even coach me if they, yeah. Yeah, can't even figure out things with me together. Exactly, that's one thing. And thing that I also have seen uh, becomes I've seen like one marketer is advertising it. It's called avoid the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So of course, in the sales call,
1: I mean, pitch. It, it's it's like it like appeals to that fantasy of like you know it, it's it's like find your dream woman without having to talk to someone. You know, mm-hmm. it's that fantasy of like it's just gonna automatically happen. It won't, okay? And again, like it brings us to what we said earlier about a pitch. A pitch is something completely natural. It's normal. It's like, this is what it costs. And it's also you. one thing that I see a lot is like people are scared to like sell for higher prices, especially when they're used to like selling for a couple hundred bucks. And then we teach them how to create an offer that is that is sellable at like 2000 5000 And then they're like, well, it's <clears throat> it's fi- it's 5000 And for that, you're going to get it. No, it's 5000 It's 50000 Price is 100K. Did you just say it like you're ordering a water at the store? Well, okay, you don't want order st- you order water at the store. But you know what I mean. It's like you said, it's the most natural thing in the world.
2: Exactly, because prices are anyways made up. It's everything made up. That the <laughs> so iPhone costs, How much does it cost? 1,500. It's also just made up. So true. Everything is made up. <laughs> you,
1: oh, everything is made up. <laughs> it is actually really true. Like how much is an iPhone in production? Can we look that up? That would be interesting. I think it's like... 100 bucks. I think like 300. I think it's, a, I think it's 50 bucks or something. <laughs> I want to really know, I, like I, just I, to fit the production of the physical. I read that
2: the beats, right?
1: Beats by Dr. Dre, yeah. Um, that, I
2: don't know how they cost back then, they were really popular, right? Like 300, 400, something like that. Yeah. It's how much they cost, but in
1: production was like $6 or something. Oh like my that. god, they are really trash though. I have 570. Huh? Man, it's good. Wait, how much are they selling it for? Like twelve hundred or something, right? The Pro. Yeah. Or fifteen or something like that. Oh, five seventy, that's not bad. Thank you, Apple. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my god, Apple. You're the best. You have our best in our <laughs> interest. You're not a gigantic corporation. <laughs> and they break down, that's true actually. <laughs> Does that include the switch that makes the iPhone break after exactly three hundred and sixty-five <laughs> days? <laughs> exactly always when they announce the new one, they start sucking. They all get these like weird updates. And that's proven too, by the way. That they literally like have software updates to make the iPhone slower just when the new ones are coming out. But I don't mind, I buy a new one all just the time. Exactly, <laughs> just buy the new one. <laughs> I want that extra lens, man. <laughs> that's good. If you're a company who does that and people still like it, you know, as like I know they're doing it. I'm still gonna buy the next one. <laughs> And it shows, send it to the yeah. It's like, nice. don't worry about the service. Just go this way, sir. Just buy a new one. Dude, good I haven't idea. gotten that at any never. I got it yesterday. I've never gotten uh, this on my on my MacBook. Yeah, I. Sorry. It says you need service. Yeah. I've never had that. That's crazy. I've never had that on my Mac. Have you ever gotten it, that you need yes, to? Yes, I got it on my MacBook, too. I don't have that mine. Never. And I've had like six MacBooks or something like that. It it right, <laughs> right. Oh, it's so convenient. Just click here. Just type your credit card in find it. All right. Anyways, I think we're through with the with the main thing that we wanted to say is like, don't be a fool with your sales calls. Take this seriously. Dress the part. Look the part. Sound the part. Don't worry about pitching right? Be in a good environment and have fun and really help the other people, the other person on the other line and make money and make money from that. Exactly. It's a win-win. The other person wins, you win. That's also what we're doing in our sales calls. We consult people. We tell them, like, look, this is what you got to do. And honestly, and if they don't want to buy from us, of course, we'll help them make a decision. We might even refer them somewhere else that helps them even better. Because it's all in the sense of win, win, win. You get paid. They get paid. Everybody gets paid. Everybody has a good time. And that's how sales should work. So yeah, I want to thank you very much for listening. If you want to know more on how exactly we can help you make more sales in your specific offer, be it as a coach, consultant, or service provider, head over to maxtorno.com forward slash call. Book your consulting call there. It's entirely for free. And then yeah, if you're a good fit to work with us, of course, we'll also pitch you and tell you about our program. But if not, it's also no big deal. So, talk to you very soon. Thank you very much. Nikita, thanks for your time, man. GG, and bye bye. Bye bye.
0: You like what you've heard today? Then remember, only listening to a podcast does absolutely nothing unless you implement these learnings. Do you want to know if you're a good fit to be working together with Max and his team? Then go to maxtorno.com slash call and apply for a free consultation call. On this 30 minute free consultation, you will be told what exact steps you need to take in order to either start your own online business or scale your existing online business. You will be talking directly to an expert and together with them you will be learning how you should position yourself what prices you should ideally charge and how you can reach your target audience in the most effective and scalable way please remember one important thing your online business is not just going to scale itself you need a mentor who has been there and done it already a mentor who has helped hundreds of people all around the world not only get to their first six figures but also scale to consistent seven figures a year you want to know if you're a good fit for this? Then secure your free consultation call now under MaxTorno.com call.